Before we get started with today's episode, I just had to say as a disclaimer that none of what I say in this podcast is actual advice. If you really feel like you have a mental health disorder or are dealing with anything personally, please seek out professional help. And again, none of what I say in this podcast is actual advice. So thank you guys, and let's get started with today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Sum of Life podcast. I'm your host, Liam Scully. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about when rationalizing doesn't work to stop a panic attack and why. So if you're anything like me and you have panic attacks or panic disorder, you've probably recognized by now that when you're in the height of a panic attack or the peak of a panic attack, that rationalizing really doesn't do anything. And I'm going to talk about why, but first I just want to reiterate from a previous episode that I did about what panic attacks are and what panic disorder is, and also some of the symptoms, because anxiety has such a wide range of symptoms that it causes so many people to think that it's something else. I mean, in some in some cases, it really could be something else, but a lot of the time for people with, like, say, health anxiety actually just have an anxiety disorder instead of what they think their physical, like, health problem is especially like a situation where you think you might actually be going crazy and you end up in the hospital because you had no idea what was going on with you and in the end it just turned out to be anxiety or like a panic attack. And we've heard this before, I think I might have even talked about this on a previous episode, but in my interview that I did with Teddy and Greg Leo, I know Greg was talking about how he felt this overwhelming sense of really just panic, which at the time was anxiety, but that was, I believe, one of his first panic attacks. And he ended up in the hospital because he just didn't know what it was and he thought it was something else. But the feelings of anxiety can be so strong that it can almost seem like it's anything. And it's pretty amazing how it is just anxiety causing all those manifestations of of the thoughts that you might think that it is a serious health problem other than it just being a mental health problem. But so again, people can have panic attacks. But the difference between panic attacks and something like panic disorder is that panic disorder is like recurring panic attacks and the fear of having the next one, which almost sets you into the next panic attack because you start or you might start avoiding places and settings and different things that had previously caused you a panic attack. And again, the symptoms can vary. And I'm getting all this information again from nimh.nih.gov, which is the National Institute of Mental Health. And some of the symptoms that they list here on their website are sudden and repeated panic attacks of overwhelming anxiety and fear, a feeling of being out of control, a fear of death or impending doom during a panic attack, physical symptoms such as a pounding or racing heart, sweating, chills, trembling, breathing problems, weakness, dizziness, tingling or numb hands, chest pain, stomach pain, and nausea, an intense worry about when the next panic attack will happen, which again sets into motion panic disorder if that keeps happening over and over again. And same thing goes with this for their last symptom, which is a fear or avoidance of places where panic attacks have occurred in the past. And that's where people become agoraphobic, is that they're just afraid to go anywhere other than either their home or their bedroom because they had had a panic attack in pretty much every situation that they had encountered. So they're scared to even just go out of their room to avoid that next feeling of a panic attack. But let's talk about what a panic attack actually does to you and what it's doing to your body, especially in terms of hormones like adrenaline. So during a panic attack, adrenaline is released because you're in a moment of either stress or fear or whatever type of situation your body feels the need to release adrenaline. And although adrenaline's half-life is relatively short, it only lasts about two to three minutes. 
for half of it to go away, and in some cases, five to ten minutes. But that is extremely short for the time span needed to get rid of most of the adrenaline in your body. But the difficult part during a panic attack is that when this adrenaline is released and you react to it, you're just reacting and producing more adrenaline in your body so that the timer almost just gets reset every time you react to the panic attack that you're feeling. So whereas originally, once your adrenaline is released and half of it would normally be gone within 5 to 10 minutes, say, or even just 5 minutes, if, say, at like the 4-minute mark, you start reacting really viciously to your panic attack and you try to fight it off, which I want to reiterate is almost never a good thing to do. Fighting your panic attack just makes it worse for the most part. At least I can say that about personal experience and the experience of many others I've talked to and just through my own research. But what you're doing when you're fighting it, to get back to my point about the four minute mark or something, at that time when you're really reacting to it, you're just producing more adrenaline. So that, that four minutes that you just spent not reacting to your panic attack actually was lowering your adrenaline levels and calming down parts of the brain like your amygdala to not produce as much fear and emotional response and to calm down your prefrontal cortex as well to not be so aware of any imminent danger or threat because there there most likely isn't one. But if you do react to it at the four minute mark, you're just going to be resetting the timer again because you're producing more adrenaline, you're exciting your brain more, and this is what causes panic attacks to just last longer than the normal 10 minutes or so that they're supposed to last. For example, Healthline.com says that your panic attack should peak within 10 minutes or less, and they usually should only last for about that long or up to 30 minutes long, but some can last for hours, and I think this is mostly due to the type of reaction that you have for a panic attack. But this ties into the point of why rationalizing during a panic attack doesn't work, because when you are releasing adrenaline in your brain or in your body, and then your brain is more excited, your amygdala thinks there's some type of fear, other things are going on in your limbic system, your central nervous system. This is the time when your brain needs to ride it out and it doesn't, it really turns off the, the response to the rationalization. So if I'm in the middle of a, the peak of a panic attack and I'm telling myself that this is nothing but anxiety, that's not going to just stop the panic attack altogether. It needs time to relax and calm down. I guess one of the best examples I can give is if I just went for a one mile run or something, even if I had just stopped right at the one mile mark, it's not like I'm just going to go completely back to normal where I was before I started doing the run. I need time to catch my breath. My muscles need time to realize that I'm not running anymore, certain things like that. It could take like a couple minutes for me to fully catch my breath back from just doing a run. And the same thing goes with a panic attack is that when you're in the middle of one, telling yourself that everything is fine, which it is, everything is fine, but telling yourself that during a panic attack won't just stop the symptoms and the physical symptoms. Really the best way I've found to react to a panic attack is just by not reacting to it and just letting it come over you without trying to resist it in any way, saying like, I don't want this feeling, especially not right now, whatever. Doing that will only prolong it because your brain will think that there is some type of danger. Because in the end, it doesn't really matter what the reaction is. As long as there is some type of reaction to keep feeding your mind, it's just going to be continuously excited and want to produce more adrenaline in case that there is some type of fear that's life-threatening or whatever your brain thinks is going on. So the rationalization won't really work in that moment. 
And I guess I want my main message to be from this episode is that it's okay if the rationalization doesn't work, because this message is for the people who have been in the middle of a panic attack and started telling themselves that everything was okay, or whatever they started to tell themselves to make them try to feel better, and nothing was working, so that their anxiety or their panic attack was prolonged, because they realized that saying, I'm fine, this isn't any type of danger, it didn't work immediately, so in the next couple of minutes they might think that something actually is wrong, even though I'm going to say again, probably a very high percent of the time, nothing is actually wrong. You're completely okay. The only thing that feels wrong is the actual sensation of just adrenaline and other stress hormones and what's going on in your brain and how your body is reacting. So you become hyper aware. Different things like that can feel wrong, but in the actual moment, in reality, you're completely okay. But going back to my point is that when you don't actually feel okay, it's okay to just sit there and and just let it almost wash over you because reacting in any way is just going to again make your anxiety or panic attack prolong longer than it needs to because there is actually no immediate danger or any type of threat near you other than your perception of what you think the threat is because you're more hyper aware of your mind or body and and I believe it's called interoception is when you pay more attention to how your body is feeling in relation to in this case the type of anxiety that you're feeling like a panic attack and so you start reacting to those feelings more. So if you give it a negative perception, then your panic attack can last longer. But yeah, again, I just wanted to say that there's no reason to worry about when you're at that peak level of a panic attack to worry more because of your rationalization not working. That is simply because your brain doesn't want to listen to any type of rationalization because it actually thinks that there's something life-threatening going on and it needs to, again... To go back to the analogy, it just needs time to relax, just like you do after a run. It's not just going to stop right away just because you tell it to, even though that would be nice, of course. But yeah, that's really the message I wanted to get across today is for the people that when you're at that peak level and you start rationalizing or even before the peak level, right before it, it's just getting worse is because your brain just needs to ride out and the adrenaline needs to take time to calm down in your body. Again, the half-life is relatively short like five to 10 minutes or even some cases two to three minutes long where your your body can start to calm down from this panic, this sense of fear. But I should say that before you achieve like a panic attack, a full-on one, rationalizing can work beforehand, before your mind has time to react to something that you're thinking about or whatever you perceive to be a type of fear or danger. And in that moment, saying that nothing's wrong when you're actually feeling fine is likely to not produce any type of adrenaline or excite your brain in any way to cause any type of anxiety, at least just from personal experience. And again, from what I've read and what I've been reading. But yeah, if you want to learn more for yourself, I'll leave these links down in the show notes below. And actually, I just wanted to say one last thing about panic attacks and panic disorder. Although in GAD, which is generalized anxiety disorder, there was found to be higher levels of anxiety when the amygdala was larger. But an article that was published on the National Library of Medicine, which is called PubMed.gov, it showed that smaller amygdala size is associated with anxiety in patients with panic disorder. So here they're separating panic disorder from GAD, which I just previously had said that GAD had shown more levels of anxiety with people with larger amygdalas. But for panic disorder, it showed that smaller amygdalas were associated with higher levels of panic and panic disorder. And I'm making this point because there was a Harvard research study wanted to see what meditation and mindfulness specifically was doing to the brain. And in an eight-week course, they studied that the, or they found that the 
subjects that they were experimenting on, or just not experimenting on, that they were just testing, that the amygdala had actually shrunk. And this would make sense in a case uh, for someone like me who has panic disorder, who meditated for more than eight weeks, much longer than eight weeks. I did it for a whole year, which I believe is 52 weeks. And so my amygdala was probably shrunk to a great extent, at least in some capacity, which would make sense why I have higher levels of panic than higher levels of just generalized anxiety. But yeah, again, all these links and resources will be in the show notes below for you guys to read and research yourself. This, again, is just my takeaway from it. And also, I just wanted to give some clarification on why rationalizing doesn't always work during a panic attack, especially at the peak or right before or right after the peak of a panic attack. Again, lastly, just to reiterate, in the middle of a panic attack, if rationalizing doesn't work, I know it's tough, but try not to worry more because that is just going to send more adrenaline into your body, which will just keep resetting the timer on your panic attack. It's best just to sit through it or do something in some way that doesn't react to how you're feeling because it is just bodily sensations and how your mind is reacting. And if you just sit through it and don't get worried about your rationalization not working, just know that your brain needs time, then you will get through it faster and it will be over like they always are. And hopefully the end goal is just to keep reducing the time of your panic attack and in the end have very little panic attacks throughout the next couple months than you do this month or whatever. So I hope this helped. And I almost forgot, but here's today's quote and it comes from Kung Fu Panda. You are too concerned with what was and what will be. There's a saying, yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, but today is a gift. That is why it is called the present. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you want to learn more about me or what I'm doing, you can go to my website at someoflife.org. There, there's a bunch of resources and contact information as well as ways in which you can contribute. And on the contribute page, there is my Patreon, which has a $5, $15, and $50 tier or option. And all three of these options are a one-time, once-a-year charge. So I know it says per episode, but I, as the Patreon host of that page, get to decide when to charge my patrons. And if you subscribe to one of those tiers, I'll be sure to only charge you once for the whole entire year. The $5 tier, for example, is just supporting the show, $15 get you a custom wall art that has to do with mental health and $50 I donate half of the proceeds to a mental health institute of your choosing but all these ways and tiers help the show and I highly appreciate it if you even just check it out podcasting and doing this is a lot more work than one would think and I definitely learned that just by doing this and which is why I'm also plugging my Venmo, which is just at Liam underscore Scully, which is at L-I-A-M underscore S-C-U-L-L-Y. Any donation via Venmo or Patreon is highly appreciated. And if you want to keep up with me, the best way is either to email me at liamscully at someoflife.org or to follow my Instagram page, which is at someoflifepodcast. My Instagram page, I post pretty consistently every three days. So that is probably the best place to follow me. And you can also DM me on there as well. But thank you guys so much again for listening. And I'll see you.